First, though, at one o'clock today, we heard from the Ukrainian president, uh, Vladimir Zelensky. He uh, gave a speech to the US con- Congress um, in Washington. He once again called for a no-fly zone. Let's bring in our Washington correspondent, Simon Marks, for more on this. Another stirring speech from Vladimir Zelensky then, Simon, uh, referencing Pearl Harbor and 9-11. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, an, a remarkable moment on Capitol Hill. President Zelensky beamed in, of course, by video link from his bunker in Kiev to address this joint session of Congress. Uh, and he absolutely didn't hold back. I mean, in many ways, this was a direct challenge uh, to President Biden by name. He singled President Biden out at the end of the speech, as we'll hear, and a challenge more broadly to America's NATO partners to do more to help him. He repeated the requests that he's made time and again for the imposition of a no-fly zone in the skies above Ukraine. He repeated requests for uh, more weaponry and uh, delineated some specific requests for defence assistance that he's got in what he described as Ukraine's darkest hour. I call on you to do more, he said. And he had an audio-visual aid during uh, the course of this speech. He played members of Congress a video uh, very emotionally showing before and after imagery from Ukraine. Pictures of uh, Kiev and other major population centres, Ukrainians, young and old, in times of peace, coupled, of course, with the awful images that we've all witnessed of Russia's military assault and the civilian carnage that it is causing. Uh, Let's take a listen to one section of President Zelensky's speech, speaking through an interpreter in this section, where he absolutely urged the United States to do more now to help him. Every night for three weeks now, various Ukrainian cities, Odessa and Kharkiv, Chernihiv and Sumer, Zhitomir and Lviv, Mariupol and Dnipro, Russia has turned the Ukrainian sky into a source of death for thousands of people. Russian troops have already fired nearly 1,000 missiles at Ukraine, countless bombs. They use drones to kill us with precision. This is a terror that Europe has not seen, has not seen for 80 years, and we are asking for a reply, for an answer uh, to this uh, terror from the whole world. Is this a lot to ask for to create a no-fly zone zone over Ukraine to save people? Is this too much to ask? Humanitarian no-fly zone, something that Ukraine, uh, that Russia would not be able to terrorize our free cities. If this is too much to ask, we offer an alternative. You know what kind of defense systems we need as 300 and other similar systems. You know how much depends on the battlefield, on the ability to use aircraft, powerful, strong air uh, aviation to protect our people, our freedom, our land, aircrafts that can help Ukraine. You know what we need. That was the message from President Zelensky directed to members of, of Congress in the hopes that their attitudes harden and that they put additional pressure on President Biden. We saw some of that pressure building just 24 hours ago when Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, who introduced President Zelensky today, uh, expressed regret that there had not been a no-fly zone uh, in the skies above Ukraine, uh, particularly expressing 
growing anxiousness and anxiety over the fact that the United States had done nothing with its NATO allies to target that convoy uh, of Russian tanks and military armour that was stalled outside Kiev for so many days until it uh, began to advance once again on the Ukrainian capital. At the end of his speech, President Zelensky switched to English and directly made a plea to President Biden. Today, the Ukrainian people are defending not only Ukraine, we are fighting for the values of Europe and the world, sacrificing our lives in the name of the future. That's why today the American people are helping not just Ukraine, but Europe and the world to keep the planet alive, to keep justice in history. Now I'm almost 45 years old. Today my age stopped when the hearts of more than 100 children stopped beating. I see no sense in life if it cannot stop the death. And this is my main mission as the leader of my people, great Ukrainians. And as the leader of my nation, I'm addressing the President Biden you are the leader of the nation, of your great nation. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Pretty extraordinary plea, that, from President Zelensky, essentially saying to Joe Biden, step up to the plate and act like a leader. President Biden will be stepping up to the microphones at the White House uh, in about an hour and three quarters. He's going to be unveiling a fresh $1 billion initiative to provide weaponry to Ukraine. We don't know precisely what the nature of that purchase is going to be, although early reports suggest it will be more Javelin anti-tank missiles and stinger missiles that the United States believes it can still convey uh, to Ukraine, uh, even though the fighting's intense, of course, on the ground there. He will, I suspect, if he takes questions, undoubtedly be asked if in any way he's altering his stance on a no-fly zone. The US, of course, fearing that a no-fly zone could be the slippery slope to a broader conflict with Russian President Vladimir Putin. And speaking of Vladimir Putin, he has been talking at the Kremlin within the last hour, a very aggressive and pugnacious presentation uh, by the Russian leader saying that he will not allow Ukraine to serve as a springboard for aggressive actions against Russia. We will fight for the right to be and remain Russia, he said. He once again falsely claimed that the Ukrainians were seeking to acquire a nuclear weapon. He falsely acclaim, claimed that there are dozens of laboratories in Ukraine uh, where chemical and biological weapons have been created by the Pentagon. Uh, and he accused uh, the West uh, of, as he put it, tearing off all the veils of decency by trying to cancel Russia through the American-led sanctions that have been imposed crippling the Russian economy. He also compared the persecution of immigrants from Russia in the West with the pogroms that targeted Jewish people in the 19th century in Eastern Europe. So a very pugnacious and largely false presentation there from President Vladimir Putin. Very little indication, though he said he was ready for talks, that in any sense he is backing down. OK, Simon, thank you for that roundup. I know we'll speak again. Uh, Simon Marks, our Washington correspondent there.